RadioInfluence.com. You've seen Chef Brian Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday morning. Pardon the full-blown raspiness of my voice, but I'm sick. Yes, I'm sick. But I got stopped in the airport about three weeks ago by a dude, and literally the conversation was, where the fuck have you been? He's like, I listen to your podcast every week for the last year and a half or whatever it was. And then he's like, you just disappeared. Where'd you go? So I, uh, I needed to take a break, man. I was burning the candle at both ends. I was, uh, I don't even know. I don't even have any other little analogies for that because uh, I'm just not feeling well today. But I had to do this. I wanted to get back into it. I wanted to make sure that I was sharing the information that I share and do all the fun stuff that we do when we talk every single week. So here we are. So we're back. And it has been a crazy, crazy two months. My last episode was May 31st. And in that time... So I bought a new restaurant on the 21st of May. Um, pretty cool little spot. It's called Ardmore Q. For those of you who follow me on social media, you've seen me kind of hint to a couple different things here and there. But uh, now we're full blown. Um, we're going to full steam ahead and we're ready to rock and roll. I'm not doing like a major grand reopening. I'm not having a press party. I'm not doing a blogger dinner. I just wanted to open this up and I just wanted to do it right. You know, a lot of people have been hitting me up about the fact that I didn't contact them or I didn't let them know. Um, and the reason why is because I didn't want to, I didn't want to play the media game with it. Um, I really just wanted to make sure that everything was really good uh, with the restaurant before I started to do like full-blown promotion. And by the way, I'm going to continue to sniffle and I apologize for that. Um, and, and that was something that was really important to me. You know, I've, I've opened almost a hundred restaurants in my career, um, whether it be for clients, whether it be of restaurants of my own, whether it be within the TV world or relaunch or whatever it is, I've been involved in almost 100 openings. And and every single one, uh, we did these massive promotions and everything else, and it was great. But this time, I wanted to just kind of focus on the food and on the staff. And what I do when I get into these situations um, you know, you never want to get into a, 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 a situation where you're purchasing somebody else's problems, um, somebody else's problem staff, somebody else's problem restaurant. You know, everybody thinks they can do it better than the next guy. And that's why when I did this place, I, I, look, I knew I could do it better. There's no doubt about that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a trained professional in how to cook. It's what I do. I've done it for 25 years. The guy who was in there was a really good dude. Uh, we had become friends over about seven years. I've been in and out of the restaurant for a while. Um, the short story is the guy was sick and he threw me uh, the opportunity and I couldn't pass it up. It was just one of those situations. The long story is the restaurant's been there for about seven years. And uh, five, four, two years ago, um, 
one of the partners got sick and ended up going into the hospital and having to take care of himself. So, by the way, I've been drinking Dunkin' Donuts black iced coffee. Not a commercial, people. Not a commercial. Just telling you something that I like. Uh, for the last, like, two months, it's pretty badass. It's good. It's like good coffee. So, and I'm spending a lot less than if I go over to the green lady at the Starbucks. But, so, um, he got sick. And then his partner kind of ran the restaurant into the ground. They brought a chef in who was a big old douchebag um, who turned the restaurant into shit. And that wasn't cool. So the guy that I bought it from bought it back from his partner. And then about three months ago said, uh, you know, whenever I fly and I'm gone for a couple of days, I usually I will come home chill out with my girls, do all the cool shit that I have to do. And then I go out into the hood of, of where I live, which is in this little town outside of Philadelphia called Ardmore. And, you know, I try to go to the places uh, in my hood. I mean, that's what, you know, we're supposed to support our neighbors and we're supposed to support the local places because the big places are swallowing everything up. Nothing wrong with that. But I like my neighborhood. Look, I've got three pretty cool little Irish pubs right in my backyard. I've got um, three pretty cool little Vietnamese slash Korean spots in my backyard. We've got a great little sushi place in my backyard. Just had a new place open up. It's a whiskey bar. Pretty great. You know, so I try to get into the hood and I try to support my neighbors as much as I can. Even if it's just as simple as going in and getting a beer, grabbing a salad, grabbing a burger, some wings, whatever it is. That's what I try to do because I like my neighbors. So I started to realize that my neighbors were, especially the Irish pubs, were starting to slack off, you know, and, and, and as a consultant, and as a chef and as a professional in the in the hospitality industry and somebody who has a voice, um, I, I started to really contemplate how it was that I was going to try to help people with doing some updating. And, and the reason why I say this is because we've had some major construction going on right near where I live. 70 units just went in uh, around the corner from my house. Uh, 120 units are in the process of being built around the corner from the restaurant. Um, and then there's a major talk about 900 units being put in um, along a major stretch of, of, of the, the town where I live. And the thing is, is that the people that are moving in are people that are paying $2,300 for a one-bedroom studio. These are people that are paying eleven grand for a three-bedroom corner apartment. So there's some money moving in. There's some millennials moving in. There's a newer caliber of people that are moving in. And I live in a nice area. I'm not saying that, like, you know, I, I live in a shitty section of Philadelphia. I live in the suburbs. It's a great area, amazing school district. Both of my girls are, are products of that. And, but, but these places have been around forever. So I kept going back and forth and, and I kept coming up with the general consensus that it would really just be rude if I walked into these places and was like, let's sit down and talk. You know, because I'm not a pushy consultant. I'm a guy who people reach out to. I'm not somebody who reaches out to people. When you tell somebody there's a problem, they're going to become defiant. They're going to get defensive and they're going to back away. But when they realize there's a problem, 
that is when they're open to uh, to help and constructive criticism. So I can't realistically walk into a place and be like, you suck. You need to update because nobody gives a shit about 250 Miller Lights anymore. When we have one of the greatest breweries around the corner that is producing world-recognized beers. We're talking about a little place called Tired Hands. And if you're a beer connoisseur, if you're a Cicerone, or if you're just a drunk who likes really expensive beer, then you know Tired Hands. And they're crushing it. They're doing an amazing job. Marketing is on point. The food in the uh, fermenteria, it's okay. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I love the food that they have in their little cafe. The the creative nature of what they're doing without a hood system in a very tiny little space with uh, a couple of panini presses. Uh, the creativity there is really great. The, the fermenteria is okay. It's not, it's not the greatest. They do a nice job. Don't get me wrong. But it's just not the same as what you would get across the street. So I kept thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Well, I walk into the barbecue spot one night and the owner looks at me. He's like, Bri, get me the fuck out of here. So we made the deal the next day. Everything happened. We pushed through. And that's where we are now. So um, my contribution to the neighborhood is I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something that was bigger and better on a barbecue realm than what most people were doing in the area. So, uh, so I did that. I, I, I ran through the inventory of the, lo- the old stuff that they had in. And, 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 you know, people are used to a product, especially if something's been there for seven years. And it's pretty funny because, uh, you know, people are still saying to me, well, where's the white sauce or where's the green sauce that you used to do with the chickens and all that stuff. And, and it's not something that I really was into. I'm actually in the process of, of perfecting my own version of these two sauces, which is really just a chimichurri and a white barbecue. And that's really what it is. And it's kind of funny because when I, when I had, uh, after I bought the place a couple months later, I'm going, or a couple weeks later, I'm going through paperwork and I'm going through all of the, the, the multitude of stuff that was just kind of found throughout the restaurant. And I found two Food Network recipes and one was for their chimichurri and one was for the white barbecue sauce. It was kind of funny. So um, kind of funny because I'm cleaning out the whole restaurant. You know, I mean, as, as as you do, if you buy a place, you go through, you get rid of a lot of the old, the old crap that's in there, um, which is what I'm doing. I'm in the process. Actually, today I'm donating all of the old dressings and all the old stuff that's in the restaurant. There's, you know, these are, these are prepackaged products that there's nothing wrong with them, but I'm donating them to a local church that does a lot of um, dinners for the homeless and, and for, for the underprivileged. So, so that's just, you know, you can clap for me if, if you'd like to, but, but while I'm going through this stuff, I found these two recipes and one of them is a food network version of the chimichurri. And one is a food network version of the, the white barbecue. So it's just kind of funny that, People are, are like over the top about these two sauces and what they are is they're somebody else's. So um, so what I'm doing is I'm really updating classic barbecue, you know, Texas style of barbecue. Um, we do brisket. We do ribs. We do uh, whole birds. We do pulled pork. We do sausage. We do some really, really cool stuff. And I love doing it because it's, it's a realm that I have been involved in in the past. I've opened barbecue spots before. Um, I've opened up barbecue um, secondary concept places, meaning like it was a full-blown American 
you know, burger spot, but they did barbecue as well. So for me, it's been a lot of fun. My research heading back to, you know, to and from Texas, because that's what I love is that Texas style of barbecue, that dry rub on the outside. I do a little tiny glaze on the top of it with my barbecue sauce, which is called America's sauce which is a combination of the four different styles of barbecue throughout the country. So we're talking about Kansas City, we're talking about Memphis, North Carolina, and Texas. So we've got that vinegar base, we've got that, you know, kind of sweet base, we've got that really sticky base, and then we've got that that dry rub as well. So that's the style of barbecue that I'm having a lot of fun doing. And and I love it, man. I fucking love it. I'm not going to lie. It's not, uh, it's not an a la carte restaurant. Meaning you can't walk in and get, you know, uh, a burger and a side of fries or stuff like that. Like we're making, we're, we're doing strictly barbecue right now. In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start doing some really funky stuff. We're doing a $20 burger where I'm only selling 20 one day of the week because it's going to be an over-the-top crazy burger, which I've been working on for the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I smoke all my brisket fat. When I trim my briskets up, I smoke them down. I smoke the, that fat down. So then I have a smoky solid that I get to grind into my beef. So I get this amazing flavor from this beautiful fat that comes off of these Allen Brother briskets. Um, you know, we're trying to do as much all natural and antibiotic free as possible because those are the meats that I like to eat. That's the stuff that I'm a big fan of. Um, so all my chickens are Freebird out of Lancaster, PA. All my meats are Allen Brothers, which I get through Chef's Warehouse. You know, my ribs are a secondary process right now. I haven't found that all natural product that I really like. So I'm talking to a couple different companies about that as well. And Chef's Warehouse has been awesome. Not a commercial again, just they're my purveyor. Um, they've been great with working with me on the products that I'm bringing in. So, so it's been really fun, you know. Um, plus, I'm back in the kitchen every day which is something that I really did kind of miss. I had a lot of fun opening up some new properties. I was spending time in the kitchens. But to me, this is where it is. This is what I love. Um, I'm working on getting a really good staff right now to get in there so that when I do travel, because I start shooting again in the next couple of weeks, which I'll talk about in a second, and I start traveling again, um, doing all the stuff that I normally do. So I've got to find that person who can execute what it is that I want them to execute. So if anybody out there knows somebody who's good and is a, a realistic person who wants to follow some good recipes, wants to have a good time, send them my way. Go right ahead. Send them my way. So so that's kind of the barbecue spot. That's what's been going on. That was a purchase of May 21, which is really why my last episode was May 31, because I have been in the restaurant. And look, I, I get in there between six o'clock in the morning and nine o'clock in the morning to start getting the product going for the day. We uh, cook for the day. I don't cook for the week. Um, I might make, you know, a batch of collard greens that'll last me three days because look, they're collard greens, man. And the same goes with my green beans and my baked beans, my chipotle corn, like all that stuff. But we're starting to do some really fun sides as well. So, um, so my, my number one suggestion, anybody who's coming in one, I don't take reservations Two, it's all counter service. I don't have a server who's waiting on you. You know, this is the main line. This is a pretentious area. People walk in and they're like, why are you giving me food on a tray? You know, it's kind of funny to watch. So, but 
my cashiers are awesome. You know why I know they're awesome? Because they're my daughters. Because it's Emily and Fiona who are in there working. And if she's not there, then it's my sister. And if my sister's not there, then we have a great uh, cashier named Kelsey who works her butt off. And she's a good lady as well. So um, so if you have anybody for the kitchen, please let me know. I'm looking for somebody good. So that's kind of the world of the restaurant and what we're doing um, end of the summer, I'm going to be throwing a big bash. We're going to be doing um, some crabs. Uh, we're going to be doing some live music. We're going to be having some fun. I mean, that's what this is all about. I've relit the entire outside of the restaurant. We just had all the trees trimmed. I'm meeting with my sign guy this afternoon so we can finally get this pig ouster, um, uh, um, you know, immortalized, which I want you guys all to see. And if you have a question about it, go and check it out. Go to Instagram at ArdmoreQ. All one word, because it's Instagram. And uh, check it out. There's some cool stuff in there. So I want you guys to see it. So so that's what I have to say about the restaurant. And that's why I had been taking this time uh, away from the show. So as well as the, the restaurant, you know, I'm also a dad. I have two girls. My oldest daughter's getting ready to go to college. And I really wanted to try to spend as much time with her as possible before she rolls. We're heading down. Um, she's going to school in Florida. Um, she's a coxswain for crew, which means she's a super tiny little lady with a huge voice, which is kind of the way we raised her anyway. We, me, I, um, uh, raised her to be a big, loud, powerful voice to question things that don't seem right. And she has excelled at that because she's a pretty awesome human being at the same time. And my 15 year old is, uh, you know, Fiona is coming into herself. She's 15, man. You know, this is a big poignant time in her life, you know, out of that like kind of babyish 10, 12, 11, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 time frame. 15, she's studying for her license. She's got a boyfriend. You know, she just started rowing and has really gotten into um, exercise and more of a healthy attitude and mindset. Um, so it's kind of cool to watch. And her and I have been having a lot of fun as well. And we're gearing up for in reality, our best friend, who's Emily, to be taken off and going to school. So it's just going to be me and Fee for a while. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Not trying to say that I'm stoked that Em's getting out of the house, but I'm stoked that she's going to school and I'm going, stoked that she's going far away because I want her to gain experiences. And that's all I've ever talked about with my children for the last 11 years is all about experiences, getting out there, seeing the world, doing everything in your power to meet some of the greatest people, talk to people you normally wouldn't do, uh, you know, or talk to people you normally wouldn't talk to, um, see things you normally wouldn't do, take um, the road less traveled in many cases, because that's where you see the cool shit, man. You can drive up 95, go for it, have a blast. Take 95 from Florida to Maine. Tell me what you experienced. Let me know when you get done, okay? When you're done that full trip, let me know what you experienced. Or take some of the side roads, hop off a of 95 for 100 miles. Tell me what you experienced at that point. Tell me what you saw at that roadside stand. Tell me what you saw when you saw somebody broke down on the side of the road and you helped them out. Tell me about that stuff. That's the stuff that I want to hear about. So that's what I talk to my girls about all the time. And then... Um, you know, with all of that comes the fact that I have a new show coming out on Food Network. Um, it's called Opening Night, and it's the last seven days before you open a restaurant. Um, we shot our first four episodes. Uh, we did Detroit. We did Boston. We did Allentown, Pennsylvania. And then we ended up doing one out in San Jacinto, California. So you guys will be seeing me talk about that a little bit more once we get into that final process. We're still in editing right now, so we're finalizing all that. I've still got a bunch of pickups to do. So that means that I've got to start flying again. So 
Again, looking for that quality person for the kitchen. Same time, we're looking at a whole new process with the nightclub and bar stuff that's going on. You know, nightclub and bar is one of the most important things that I do on a professional level because it's my opportunity to bring to light some of the realistic situations that are happening in nightclubs and bars and restaurants all over the world. Um, Michael Tips and I have been working very hard for the last three years on this project called Bar Crashers that we're going to start to see some more action with this. And we're I can't talk too much about it. But in reality, it's about the idea that that there are amazing properties all over the world that are are in these nondescript places or little towns that you would never go to. But what they're doing is they're crushing it. You know, they're really killing it in, in the business world. Um, they're doing great features and, and, and great booze and, and, and beer programs and great food programs. And after as many years as we had on Bar Rescue of fucking yelling at people and telling them what douchebags they were and what assholes they were and making people feel like shit, I couldn't do it anymore. So... Tips and I decided we wanted to do something fun. We wanted to do something that was a little bit more positive. So so what we're doing is we're going to be going around the world, man. We're going to be talking and seeing some of the greatest little spots that we can find and, and, and really focusing on what it is that they're doing right so that when there's a guy in Narberth, Pennsylvania, who owns a 2,500 square foot sports bar. And he sees that there's a guy in San Jacinto, California with a 2,500 square foot sports bar and what he's doing right. He's going to be able to look at this and go, well, fuck, I can do that. Or that's a great idea. Or I never thought about that. At the same time, one of our biggest goals is really to start talking about some of the products that are out there that we're going to do real life reviews on them. You know, I mean, I just got into involved in a, in a POS system. I went back and forth with, with the restaurant. I went back and forth between Clover and Toast and all this other stuff. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I ended up signing up with a company called Dinerware, which is through Heartland. And I'm shocked, shocked after seeing all of these, what are now being called legacy systems out there, that people are paying 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 grand for, you know, and now there's these cloud-based systems out there that are just, they're, they're faster, they're smarter. There's not as much bullshit that goes into it when it comes down to the other stuff. I had an old system in the restaurant and they wanted to, me to, they wanted to pay me to pay $40 a month just to get the integration for one of my systems to match up, which was QuickBooks. They wanted me to pay $20 a month just for me to be able to get emails on a daily basis, which told me my sales, you know, and, and a lot of people don't realize that. So one of the things that we really want to do, by the way, the Heartland group and, and the, the, the dinerware that I'm using, the customer service is unfucking matched, man. I am shocked at the customer service that I've been receiving because I've used a lot of these legacy systems in the past, you know, and, you know, uh, service shuts off at five o'clock and then it's, you know, double time after that and you're getting charged and, you know, charging on menus and these cloud-based systems aren't doing it. And they have their own integrated uh, 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 payroll or their own integrated credit card processing systems. So we're not having to go through a secondary system. It's all inclusive. And that's, what's awesome about these things. So, 
We want to talk about really cool stuff. We want you guys to see some amazing programs. We want you guys to see what other people are doing because as restaurant owners for every one of us and as, as people in the industry, we get locked into a bubble of home work, home work, home work. We don't get to go out there and see. And one of the greatest gifts that I've ever been given was the gift of travel. The gift of having the opportunity to go and hop on a plane and land in a destination that I've never been before. Be in a location that I've never seen before. And I force myself, because there was a period of time where I'd go to a location, hang out with some friends, go to the bar, get all banged up, go home, wake up the next morning hungover, lay in bed until 11 or 12 o'clock, and then go to work. And now... I really, in the last couple of years, have made some pretty great changes because now I get out there and I, I actually walk the towns. You know, one of my favorite walks that I've taken in the last year was a walk through Detroit. Detroit, boys and girls, 2.30 in the morning when it was snowing. And I walked from a casino where I had one of my greatest casino experiences ever because I was in Vegas a couple of weeks prior to this. And... Blackjack just hit. It just made sense to me. So I started to play a little blackjack. I'm not a big gambler. I'll drop 200 on a table, have some fun. If I start to play, you know, I, if I win, I, I only put a portion of my winnings back up. Like, I just have fun with playing. I know that I plan on losing, you know, the casinos are in the, get in the business of taking your money and not giving it back to you. And I get that. Not that I make a lot of money that I could just throw it away. But to me, couple hands of blackjack, a couple hours of blackjack if you're on a roll is a lot of fun. So I sat at a blackjack table in, in Detroit and I was, uh, I was the only white dude at the table, man. I'm not going to lie to you. And I sat there with these five African-American guys, black guys, whatever you want to call. It doesn't, you know, I mean, we, we, we just, we had so much fucking fun because they were playing progressive because you can bet against other people at the table. It's a fucking riot. Well, I sat there for three hours and I laughed my ass off, had a blast with everybody. Just a great time in Detroit, man. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in Detroit right now. So I left and as I walked out the front door of the casino, it started to snow. And I walk across the street and this just calming white powder, not Coke, but snow is starting to blanket the ground. And I'm walking and I'm just enjoying I'm peaceful. I'm calm. It's such a great city and it's 2.30 in the morning. I finally end up going over to this um, Lafayette little uh, Coney place where I walk in at 2.30 in the morning, which is the greatest time to go to a little late night bar like that or a little late night spot and sit down and get yourself a couple of Coney's, little hot dogs, um, that snap of it when you bite into it, the toppings you get to put onto it. The funny part about it is it's like three 70-year-old dudes that are working there and they're just banging it out. They're not bitching. They're not complaining. They're back there because it's their job. And they're banging out conies like, you know, you know, I ordered three or four of them. And 30 seconds later, these motherfuckers are in my face. And then you, you get them and it's like pizza. You can't wait. You got to bite into it. And that snap of that coney dog that's inside that, that kind of gummy-ish bread. And then you get your toppings on top of it. But when that little bitch, when it snaps, man, it shoots like liquid hot magma into your mouth. And it burns you, but you're prepared for it. 
Because you're typically a little banged up, maybe a little high at that point, but you're ready for it. And it's a fun experience. So, you know, that's one of the big things that I've been doing a lot lately is really walking these towns, walking these areas and, and experiencing as much as I can. Because there's some really cool shit going on out there. So, you know, uh, uh, heading out of Detroit and, and moving into some of these other stuff. So I run back, I get back into the restaurant. And then I finally have the opportunity that I've been waiting for. My oldest daughter graduates from high school. Graduates from high school, man. I know everybody's kid does that every, you know, 18 years. They graduate from high school. We get it. But it was just a big thing for us because Em and I, you know, Emily's been living with me for four years straight. And we have a lot of fun together and we have a blast together. And to watch her move into that next realm and see that progression and that happiness of her getting accepted into college and what she's worked her ass off for the last four years, it's a really cool thing. Then, boom, vacation, man, vacation. We take off, we're out in Outer Banks family, we get down there, there's nobody around, man. There's nobody around. We go down there the last week of June, stay into the first week of July, and it's just kind of like an empty little town. There's not a lot of people. We go super far down, though, like all the way down towards Okukoke Island. So we, we get a great house down there. It's just super chill. Um, you know, we had some good people come down with us this year. I mean, that's just what we do. Like, we, we take off from the restaurant, and then we go back into the restaurant. Like, we're constantly, you know, moving. We do family stuff, then boom, professional. Family, then professional. And that's what I love. That's why I love this industry. So, and then from there, uh, I come home. And I head back out to, and then I head out to Washington, Washington State, Spokane, Washington. There's an amazing event that's been put out, out there for the last three years, and it's called Crave Northwest. And it's an awesome, awesome food festival. The chefs that are out there in this area just banging out of the park, super professional guys, super creative, super talented in this little part of, of Washington State. And one of the neat things for me is I work with a dealership out there called Lone Wolf Harley Davidson. And... I get bikes. I get two bikes. Uh, the first year I rode out there, I was with a, my ex-girlfriend who unfortunately passed away um, right after Easter this year. And last year I went out with my buddy Jeff. We did about 1,500 miles through, uh, the, uh, through Washington and northern Idaho and Glacier National Park. And we had 14 national forests in five days. The western side of Montana, southern Idaho, northwestern Oregon, and back into Spokane, Washington. And you guys heard me talk about it last year. This year I did a little different. My friend Tori Lubecki, who was on the show, she's a, um, she is a retired Cirque du Soleil aerialist. Um, she uh, went in for some surgery this year. She's on a disability break from Cirque du Soleil. So, you know, I was like, hey, you ride, let's go. Um, you know, she's a good friend and it was a really cool experience. And, and I try to share the experiences that I have. My good buddy, um, Andrew uh, who lives out in Spokane, who is the GM of a great property out there called Anthony's. If you ever get a chance, get out there and check it out. And, uh, you know, he, he plotted this course for us of a couple hundred miles that ended up into 1,200. You know, we rode around Coeur d'Alene um, in Idaho, 
I did that twice. Then we took off, went up into the Cascades, um, came back down in through Grand Coulee Dam and the Dry Falls. And it was a super spiritual kind of experience for me. It was my church at that moment. You know, I had some cool conversations with my father who passed away uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago. I had a cool conversation with 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 Trisha, my ex-girlfriend, and, you know, who was out there with me two, three years ago. And, and you know, when people die or pass away, sometimes it takes that time to process. And um, uh, this was a very, a very uh, eye-opening experience for me this year because, um, I, you know, I mean, I'm just getting a little older and, and I'm getting a little bit more spiritual and a little more sentimental about things. And I really had to kind of break down those those relationships. And it was really a cool thing for me. So, um, and then, boom, man back into the restaurant. Here we go again. Only now I'm super focused because I've got like a month and a half of just pure practice time to make sure that things are going great. Our ribs are out of this world right now. The brisket's badass. I love our pork. Um, we're having a lot of fun. I'm just having a shit ton of fun. And then, uh, you know, I, I take him to school in, in two weeks and then boom, I'm right back at it, back on the road. So I'm really excited for this year and I'm really excited for the possibilities of what's going to happen with this show because I'm meeting just some amazing people. Um, by the way, I had a wonderful conversation with Tammy Aaron yesterday. Um, she gave me a shout. She's back uh, from Belize and she's back out in L.A. Uh, she just got picked up for a new movie, which is supposed to be a really cool flick. Um, her and I are going to start talking about that. She's going to be back on the show in a couple of weeks. And uh, uh, so, I mean, you know, like a lot of these guests are coming back out and I'm really excited to get them on. Um, Corey Graves is going to be coming back. We got Amy Polinsky coming back on. We're going to do a couple of recaps of some people that have already been on the show as well. Um, you know, Tammy Aaron and Amy and because um, Amy's going in. She's got a big fight coming up in October that I can't wait to see. I think it's in New York, but she's a badass right now. And um, she's in the process of doing a whole bunch of ink stuff. So, so anyway, kind of babbling on and on here, but what I want you guys to do is uh, I want to thank you all for uh, heading back over to catch us for to subscribing to the show. I would love it. If you guys could do me a favor and start writing some stuff on iTunes, man, let us know what you think of the show. Um, you know, if you want to see a guest, you guys now to get in touch with me. You can tweet me. You can text me, direct message me, Instagram me, Facebook me. You can't Tinder me, but you can do all the other stuff. So get over to me and let me know what's going on. Give us some reviews on iTunes. Let us see what's going on. The more reviews you get, the more possibility the show has of gaining more more subscribers and more viewers or or listeners. And that's what I love about all of this is the the the, the people that we get to touch and meet and and see. And I think that's awesome. So. Um, that's really my bulk of the show for this week. I just wanted to give you guys a recap as to what's been going on and where I've been and, and all of that. And uh, I missed you guys. I really did. I missed doing the show. I missed Jerry and Jason down there in Tampa at Radio Influence and, um, you know, my friends that are down there. I, I, and now my daughter's going to school in Florida. They're like three and a half hours away. I can hop a car right over to them. So I'm pretty stoked about trying to be able to do that as well. Um, Check out the boys at radioinfluence.com. They're super awesome guys. If you have an idea for a podcast, these are the guys to talk to. They're not pretentious assholes. They're real guys who have their own radio world. They're from the radio world. They're now excelling in the podcast world. Jason has his own podcast. He does an MMA report. You know, Jerry's producing all this stuff. He's putting it all together. He fits us all in and we appreciate that. Jerry's the guy who says to me, dude, I lost you again. And I get annoyed for like 13 seconds. And then, I, then I'm like, fuck, I got to get this done. 
we got to bang it out of the park. And that's my job. So uh, Maggie Gagliardi, who does every single one of our promo pieces, who's just a true born artist, a wonderful artist. Check her out on Instagram. Check out some of her swag that she does. It is at Mags Art, M-A-G-Z-A-R-T. Then Michelle out there, Techno Solution, does all my websites, all my menus. She's a badass as well. That's at Techno, T-E-C-H-K-N-O-W, Solutions. So go check those people out. Boys and girls, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me this week. You know, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we got Miss Pennsylvania, Mrs., I'm sorry, Mrs. Pennsylvania, who also happens to be in the top 5% of all women triathlon athletes. How about that shit? That's crazy. Iron Man. She's an Iron Man and Mrs. Pennsylvania. Getting ready to go for Mrs. America in, uh, I think it's 21 days now. That's pretty cool. She's got a great story as well. Um, we have some other really cool guests coming up that I'm stoked to have you guys hear and, and listen to. If you guys need anything, give me a shout. Other than that, all I'm going to say is one, go out and fucking travel, people. See the world. Stop looking at your phone. Go out and see the world. Two, just be nice to people. Bye-bye. Didn't get duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin, news and political pundits like Vincent Hill, and independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.